0: Uh, so first off, I just, I just want to say as we're doing this, this is sort of a historic pod. It's the first pod from, from the new studio, and uh, uh, I, I will be distracted by looking out the window at people uh, on, on the sidewalks of New York. It it's happened It was happening me during LFG during, I was doing a grotto thing. Uh, so if I get distracted as I'm talking to, to Wombat and Empress Trash today, um forgive me and so both of you thank you for joining first of all but forgive my my distractions i'm not used to having people walking by as i'm doing (laughs)
1: it's the best (laughs) having a corner unit the people watching is just so optimal
0: oh and yeah and i'm here i'm like in the heart of the heart of it uh in dumbo and have just lots of things to distract me and look out at so um the train's going by so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out um the grotto didn't seem to mind the train i'm in a bigger space than we're used to it's a little cavernous tinny on the sound but hey that's a part of it it's fun is um is it the trash trains or the regular trains it's 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 subway <laughs> trains okay it's, okay yeah it's manhattan bridge shaking me as uh, i'm literally you know the dumbo is uh, down under manhattan bridge overpass that's where my studio is literally i look up and there's the bridge so that's um, awesome it's pretty cool but um that being said you know what else is cool uh watching people in our space in this nft space um shake the the, the foundations of traditional art world and the reason i want to talk to you guys this week is uh we're all watching this play out and in, in infrastructure sort of in the middle of it but um for, just for, for uh, context, as people might listen to this later on, but of course Sotheby's had a, an auction uh, slate with Glitch artists and uh, they were all male-identifying male artists, uh, not even a glimpse at anybody outside of that realm. Um, even though there was uh, even press around <laughs> some of the releases and some of the posts showcased uh, female glitch artists work as they talk yep. about what is glitch art and then we broke it down right it, it all it all sort of was was put to a halt and and um, Tempers trash talk me through I w- here's what I want to know first off as you sit here has your life changed in the last week yeah
2: um but also no Okay, good. (laughs) You know what I mean,
0: like. Yeah, I do. Yeah, tell me about it. Talk to me about that.
2: I mean, fundamentally, it was all like we're like all of us glitch artists that came together were a family. We've been a family. We've been friends since I got into the space like two years ago. Like all of these people have been in my life in some capacity, personal, professional, something, and so like fundamentally it hasn't changed in like all of that it was just we were doing the same stuff that we always do and that's hood rat shit with my friends (laughs) Like that's like pretty much it but um it also has changed because yes there's been like in like it blew open like so many things and there's been an insane amount of opportunities being offered to me and other artists involved within it and I think the biggest thing that has changed for me on like a personal level is just I feel relief for once um I mean I've felt relief in this space when we've pushed against certain things before but this one hits different and feels different and so yeah like it's cool that like finally like people are like you know like super Air is onboarding me finally. <laughs> like I'm possibly probably gonna be in the Sotheby's show. Like there's gonna be a lot of things that are coming from this, Um, like, but that's all cool. But in my mind, I'm like, well, you guys are all late to the party. Like you should have been doing, like offering me all of this like a year ago, a year and a half ago. This is like, you're just catching up to me and what i feel more relief for is that like a lot of the anger and a lot of the issues finally like i feel like it was heard like in a very loud way and a lot of the people who have been pushed aside like me like they also have been heard um and it was definitely a whiplash weekend because like we're so used to pushing and pushing and pushing and not getting anywhere. And for something to actually give, like it did, it was like, okay, this is a turning point, but what people don't talk about with a turning point is the intense energy whiplash you get with it. It's like, whoa, okay, now I have to adjust to like something a little bit different. Like, I can't, like, I wanna keep pushing forward and moving forward, definitely. Like, this doesn't mean like everything is fixed and everything has changed it's just i feel like we broke through something and now we can keep so it pushing. Gives you,
0: it, it's it's it hasn't changed in in, in the the broader sense right no. it's it's this moment which shows probably more potential for for upcoming change i would yes. imagine. um yes. but but at the same time it does it, it, it's it's amazing right that that you have these moments that become so substantial in in, in that moment that unlocks that much more going forward. And at the end of the day, it's not a substantial moment, right? Yeah, because I mean,
2: honestly, we're just doing the same thing that we've always been doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same things that we've been saying. It's the same anger that we've been bringing to the table. It's the same, like for two years, I've personally been saying a lot of this, Stella Bell, for god knows how like she's been in doing crypto art for like five six seven years or something and she's been saying it the whole time and Donia, who was here before me has been saying it the whole time and it's like all of us have been saying this but it was just something and it was i mean patrick stepping in was the tipping point and even though we like he's not like we're i don't view him as like a white knight coming in he's really trying to hand the narrative over he just saw how when you're in the face of misogyny and you're in the face of these systemic things like a core thing of misogyny is just not to listen to women you have no respect for the words that they're saying so no matter what's being put down that it's no one's going to listen to you and it does take a man to say the same thing or take an action in it. And I I want to
0: I want to I want to come back to that that aspect yeah. of it. I do. Um yeah. but but I actually kind of let's maybe wombat are you up for for stepping in on on this in the sense that um, not as not to really discuss the Patrick uh, aspect of it yet but yeah. but that that idea of It coming from you know it taking a man's voice to draw attention to this what do you what do you take on that wombat
1: well i mean my my gut instinct is to say like well it's kind of fucked up it is (laughs) that's that's what it takes someone on the inside you know um (laughs) all ignoring everything else for so long i mean hey i there's this weird um is the word stigma? There's like a stereotype where, you know, it's okay for men to like be harsh about something. They're just called an asshole, but it's kind of, they're being a go-getter. And then like, if a woman is doing that, then they're a bitch, you know? And it's like, I don't, I think that it's so much more complicated than this. I think that like we can be, you know, clear about something without getting that label. I feel like we need to shed that needs to be shed. And so when I see females being really agreeable, there's nothing wrong with being agreeable, but there's like a long trope of being females being like overly agreeable. And I think it ought to be okay for us to disagree sometimes because like if it's like a rolling issue where the longer over agreeableness is an issue, then like we can't break through that and normalize saying like, this is unfair. You know what I'm saying?
2: I agree with a lot of that. And I also see the agreeableness as something that's so highly socialized into us through, through the use of violence, blatant violence, whether emotional violence, physical violence, mental violence, but that submissive agreeableness is something that is forced on us. I don't think naturally women are like that it's just to serve like survive in the systems that are around us we are forced to just smile and nod and it's like but we don't have to you know like what are we being agreeable to we have power in that um and we don't have to hand our power over it's not an easy process to like separate yourself from that at all like i used to be a doormat i used to be someone that everyone i would just agree with everything like way like before crypto and then like at some point i just snapped and i'm like no i'm just i'm done like i'm just telling everyone to go fuck themselves <laughs> like i'm gonna do what i want um i don't know everyone has their own journey with that and everything but it's like It is, that is, like, we talk about, oh, men need to change this, men need to change that. Well, it's, like, I also point out, like, what women need to change, and that is, like, stand up,
0: say things. (laughs) Here's a question for you, Empress, um, because you're sort of alluding to it, but I'm I'm really curious. You're saying that even before you got into crypto art and and before you you, you got to this place that you were starting to push back, and I don't doubt that in in the least, right? I mean, it's part of... Of, of your personality that draws me to you and and you're as real as it comes we know that right you certainly are have, have, have taken into and in, in things you walked us through your story in the past right you've, you've taken this on your on yourself to sort of stand up and and say no more right when when you're doing it now how much and this is this is a, an awkward question here but how much more powerful do you feel in being able to do it now because you're coming from a bit of a place of prominence and does that change now how because I imagine if we go back in your life in the times that you stood up to to oppression or you stood up to violence or you stood up to to any any of this that we're talking about you know it was it was maybe scarier to do than it is now now yeah. that you're coming from a place of prominence is it more empowering to do that or is it even scarier that now you're, you're putting even that prominence at risk
2: both <laughs> like it's definitely amplifies both because um on one hand putting yourself out there like that and knowing that the world is full of a lot of hate it puts me more and more in direct like physical harm like what if some crazy misogynist you know bigot decides oh this woman's getting too loud um I think about that all the time um, but it also does empower me and I just get more and more like fuck it like it's like if I'm gonna go out be- that way like, <laughs> because someone decides to like be crazy or something like I might as well just say whatever I want because like why be meek about it and then still be like still subjected to violence it's like to me, either way, it's like, there's going to be violence. It's like, I might as well like push against it. If that makes any sense. No, it all. does. It,
0: ma- it makes perfect sense. I pre- and that's, I-, I knew it was a weird question, but there was going to be a great answer. Right? <laughs> um <laughs> that's, that's why I asked it. But now for you, Wombat, and Wombat and I talk a lot about um, the the y aspect of the crypto art space, of the NFT space, right? Um and Wambat, who has of course, more real world fine art experience than than both of us combined Empress, um tenfold, right? But mm-hmm. you know I, I certainly there's always been that the 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 masculinity approach to to fine art, uh, and you've seen that throughout your career, Wambat. but where it comes to to this y aspect of the crypto art scene and the crypto scene in general, how do you feel that that plays? differently, even against just traditional art world, man versus woman.
1: I'm not even sure if it does play out differently. Cause if you wanna, when I think about um, the way that like an auction house usually makes their decisions like they aren't tastemakers per se and they're just like chasing dollars. So a lot of this bro stuff is also just chasing dollars the interruption comes in when you can pause and say, like, does inclusivity give someone else a chance to gain that momentum? You know, and, and that's kind of the point of the right now, of what's happening in the past week or like what's been trying to start being underway in the past couple of years. But I don't. It's like I like both genders a lot. And so I'm not here to, like, take shots at a gender. This is about turning the volume up on like a group of people where it was like inherently associated with lower value things. And now it doesn't have to be anymore. We can turn, you know, they can have their own volume knob to turn up a little bit more. It's, it's a recalibration, you know? And like, sometimes it can happen slowly. Sometimes it happens a little more um, swiftly and it's like jarring, um, but it's, I don't know. I'm very interesting, interested to see how it all progresses along that trajectory.
0: Um, I think, I think when it comes down to it on something like this one, right, that for me, I I see, and this, you know, I'm an outsider. I consider myself more of an outsider than both of you, because I barely became an artist at this point in my life, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm brand new to it. So I come into this and I don't have the experience in either side. I wasn't a crypto bro before. I wasn't an art bro before. Okay, I'm just a bro. Not really, but but you know, I'm just, I'm coming in this as a doofus. And so I have this doofus approach to what I think I'm gonna find when I get here. And I expect on the fine art side for everybody to be, intellectual and sensitive and amazing and cool because that's what i always wanted them to be i always wanted the fine art world to be made
1: oh is that different. what this is about okay you
0: know and i i, I expect <laughs> i have these expectations of people being awesome right and then when i get to the crypto side i imagine that they're going to be analytically edgy and cool and and counter uh you know uh Counter culture and and separatists and all these things that I like, so I expect a lot from both of these sides. And when I get here, I don't find any of it on either side. I mean, it's just a fucking bunch of assholes for the most part, right, on both ends. <laughs> but but I, you know, I'm shocked sometimes when I hear about this the, because I'm not. I didn't grow up in it. I didn't live in it for very long until just now. But I'm always like shocked that that I shouldn't be. And I know that, but I'm shocked that that like it's such a heavy bias and it's, it's stilted so much against them. You know, when I think of all the artists that I knew growing up, and I grew up in, in the desert in Santa Fe where there's such a huge artist community and they were all queer or they were all women or they were all awesome in some realm. And I just grew up thinking that's what it was gonna be. And the books I read them were were by, by people that were queer and awesome and, and broad and, and open. And, and so to what I've run into this stuff, I'm just shocked. And I know that you guys have, you know, the two of you in particular, um, have, have lived in this world, uh, uh, in a different way than I have coming into it. And I don't want to be naive and, and play this card that I think it might sound as I'm hearing my own voice. Um, but I'm, I'm disappointed by it. And I think, uh the two of you in, in, in any conversations I've had with you about it, in particular, Wombat, you know, you're really just telling me like, this is how it is. This is, this is what it's always been. This, this, this last week and one, one Sotheby show is not shocking or, or appalling in, in its, in its nuance. It's just what it is. Uh, am I wrong there? Am I wrong in, 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 in saying like, Come on threes just wake up and understand that this is what this is and stop with the fantasy land
2: well it doesn't well, have to be yeah go ahead well i think you're seeing both realities though like i think you're not in any fantasy land you're seeing the discrepancies the discrepancies in it in that the queer weirdos and the you know just the weirdos in general are the culture makers and then they don't get any of the funding. <laughs> like They don't get any of the money. And that has been what it's been a long time. And unless they, we, they, like I'm saying they in a historical day, unless they did something radical to just shift the power dynamics, like nothing would have changed. Nothing at all would have changed. And one thing I like to point out, because I just don't think people think about this. It was only until 1970, like women in the United States had to get permission from their husband or their father to have a checking account or credit card. We're not even in a hundred years of women having fiscal autonomy. And then you compound that with like the art market, which is a business, that's the art market is business. I mean it's about art but it's business and where it doesn't have representation historically also it's not until the 20th century that you see women prominent like actually start being like researched and talked about historically and like retroactively researched like cuz they were wiped out from history and then historians are like trying to find them because they know there were women artists before but they just were written out. And so both of these things, we have less than a century of women being taken seriously by the institutions and by the people who do write the history that indoctrinates everyone else. But it doesn't mean that the history isn't there. And it doesn't mean like we haven't been there. We have been there. That's the whole point. Like one of the central people of the Dada art movement was a woman. And like, I can never remember her name because I'm so horrible with names, and I really should just have like a little list. You,
0: you, <laughs> you need to write that one down yeah. because yeah. it would really
2: <laughs> help with the moment. I'll Google it and Wombat. <laughs> there, there
0: was a woman I don't really. I even I don't remember who she was. No,
2: I don't Sorry. even remember men's names. So this is just. I a have name. this
0: problem too. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, so. Let's let's jump back in. And you know, I hate it. Normally, I like to just freeform it, but we have a hard out today. And and uh, my beloved FOMO boy collector of mine, who came for a visit yesterday, was like 45 minutes is the sweet spot. Get the Wednesday pod down to 45 minutes, and we'll have a banger. Uh, so I'm kind of even trying to equip that too. Um, but I want to know. I want to talk about Patrick Amadon. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, this idea of of it being his voice to sort of uh, rattle the cage enough. Um, both of you know him. I've, I've met him, I've I'm hung with him a bit. We, we've tried, he you know famously <clears throat> stood me up on the pod last week. He was supposed to be my guest last week, which would have been a great time to talk about certain things, but <laughs> uh, he fucking no will I'll shame him. Oh yeah, and he didn't respond to my DMs even though during the pod he was commenting on his comments. I'm just saying, he's not on my number one hero list but oh, no. <laughs> you, guys know Drama. Him well. you guys know him well and um, you know are definitely um, in the scene right so give me start with you Wombat because I, I I we I've heard some spaces and stuff with you uh, Empress um, already but I want Wombat's um, take on it being Patrick's voice and is that how, how good a thing is that? Is it is there anything wrong with that? Putting you on the spot.
1: Well, I would say that it's also like Una's voice and and Stella and Empress Trash. I mean, is it is it ownership of one person?
2: No. <laughs> and that's the whole point. Um in general. And like I'm not saying like when I said it like his voice was needed, I mean that and like in the face of misogyny that's not going to listen to us but it's an amplification of all the other voices that are there which is you know like Wombat said it's like me stella una um dania like wonder mundo epic like oh like there's hundreds more too it's just like impossible to list everyone out but like we want to get to like to the ideal is to get to a point that a woman's voice is valued as much but the reality is in some of the systems that we work in they're not and the action to pull out of a show like he did like that action was the statement that resounded like that action is like what do the auction houses care about they care about the money and it's, like, if he's going to pull his art out so they can't get the money, well, like, they want that money, and that's all they care. Like, I mean, not everyone in the auction house is like that, but, I mean, fundamentally, as an institution, that's what they care about. Um, So, I don't know. Like, and, like, one thing that's really frustrating with it is, like, people are going to perceive it all however they perceive it. And, yes, he got applauded and you know oh good job like blah 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 like this is what you do you stand up for women which is like that's great but then a lot of people and the initial part of it were ignoring the women completely <laughs> like they were just like Amazon did it and we had <laughs> to make a concerted effort to make sure that we weren't deplatformed
0: in it and Amazon did, did helped that, with that too. Did that so include a like, direct did that include a direct message to Patrick to remind him that he didn't do it by himself?
2: No, like he knew. Like he knew he wasn't trying <laughs> like at the from the get-go, he wasn't trying to just um and I mean he listens. He listened like he obviously listened enough to pull out of the show. Why would he stop listening once he pulled out of the show? Like that would be like probably the worst thing he could do, and then he would get the ire of us, and then he becomes part of the problem. So like he's listening, he's still listening. I mean, we're like everyone's communicating now. We weren't like communicating before, besides the chaos that came together. But now we are communicating. What's the- your
0: What's your feeling um, about the reaction from the other uh, male artists involved in that particular? Uh, auction and their response <laughs> their response not not their not a condemnation of or a, a approval of them from before but their response and how they've handled it um i am not trying to judge them because
2: i don't want this like personally i'm working through things with it because i don't want it to be a div- this divisive point because the glitch community always has been somewhat tight knit not everyone in the show is like friends of mine and you know but everyone's like related to each other and like friends with each other in some way and so i think baseline my fundamental takeaway after like a couple days of processing is some of them have probably never felt the repercussions of their inaction before and being complicit in the system And they've always benefited from it and now they are feeling the repercussions of it now they're not benefiting from it and i don't know if they have the coping mechanisms for that because it's a new experience for them and so whatever happens like i'm trying to take that in consideration with how people are reacting in general and not loading more emotions onto the situation if that makes any sense and i'm like, not trying to, i'm not trying to excuse any like shit behavior that may have happened or can happen or whatever but it's more so like i think about when i've experienced since like something so profoundly out of my element how it's a testament to the person themselves like how they react to that and it's not on me, it's not on anyone else it's totally on them but that's what accountability is at the end of the day. And so <laughs> that's my that's my
0: takeaway. Okay, here's another question and then I want wombat's uh, response to both of these okay The first one I just asked you Empress I want Wombat to respond to that but I also' going to ask you Empress. When it comes to the selection of this particular group, and I think this speaks not just the uh-huh. debacle that Sotheby's put themselves into with curation here, right? I'm talking about overall in this space. How many of those artists do you were you surprised to learn via their inclusion in the Sotheby's uh, uh, auction that they're glitch artists?
2: Um, I knew because I stand at the intersection of a lot of stuff. And I knew a lot of them considered themselves glitch artists or other people attributed glitch to them. Um, In my mind, they are illustrative glitch in a lot of ways, which I wouldn't, it's still glitch in my mind, but my, like the roots of glitch art are to me in like analog glitch art and then morphing into digital glitch art and then morphing into the illustrative glitch art. Like the illustrative glitch art that they do, are doing, I feel is like a fruit of a very huge tree that's been growing <laughs> since like the 1960s. So, um, and glitch is a diverse genre in and of itself. It's like EDM. It's like, there's so many <laughs> different types. Like you can break it down into so many subgenres, but to only showcase the fruit and not and like and try to exploit the tree and the roots like this is kind of what happens
0: <laughs> so so that said and i you know what yeah, i mean i know i do i, I think that's a yeah. great response to that question and and so how much of the 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 response and the 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 quick uh, action towards this could be derived not only from the dismissal of of ovaries and their adjacent uh, pieces, but also to that 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 same fruit aspect of that tree. Was I mean, is 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 a part of the response to this come from any sort of division in in the glitch community to feel that I mean, is it is, was this a true two, pronged uh, response or is this strictly a response has been put forward that it's it's about gender?
2: I think it's more of, I mean, within the glitch community, I don't know, because some of the people that were in the show were my friends or are my friends, not were, but are my friends. And so, I mean, like I said, like there's so many different aspects to it. I, I fundamentally still just think it's a gender and LGBTQ issue, like, because when you break down who is being, like, who is the haves and who's the have-nots within our community kind of breaks down like that too. And I also view it, like, the biggest thing that I view with it is that Sotheby's chose who they thought they were gonna make money off of. And all of these people have been pumped up a lot within the crypto scene. And that's fine, great, like, let people make their bags. But the whole thing that we've been saying, like I've been saying for two years now, is you can't just pump up a bunch of dudes and then, like, when it comes around that the art world comes in hot and heavy, we're going to be marginalized again as, like, women, LGBTQ, BIPOC people. Like, we're going to be pushed aside because... Like when the auction houses come in, they just are going to look at the numbers and we're not going to be in the top 100 artists. And I do view it as a failing on the crypto art market too. Like while stood beside us and a lot of people, you know, backed us up, there is also a fundamental failing in the market because it's not just like this one instance. This is years of building something that was inequitable again but like hyper hyper inflating it you know and we're saying no like we're saying if we're going to be building like blockchain and web3 in the future of the art market we're saying no to that we're saying no more to this inequity we're saying like you need to like balance this out it's like art is all speculation anyway it's like why don't you speculate that the women are women's work is going to be valuable in the future? Like, are you planning on just like making all women like obliterated from culture in the future? Like, why aren't you speculating that? Um, That's always what I think. And if you actually look at the data, like women's artwork has been raising in value in the traditional art market slowly, but surely. And if you're going to be buying things based off of just money, in chasing money, like why wouldn't you buy the things that probably are going to have a really good return on investment because they're being undervalued at this point, like extremely undervalued? And if women and LGBTQ is being undervalued, like buy it and start sure. valuing it. And well, then, I I want
0: I want yeah. yeah anyway I want to hear uh, no Sorry. no that's perfect <laughs> listen this is this is actually I mean there's a great moment for me to, to, to throw a wombat in the next year, because, um, from, I, I think that, that, that sense of, of undervalue speaking to the idea that the truly everything we're even talking about, the fact that we're talking about Sotheby's, the talk we're talking about any of this is because we're in a very speculative market. That's what this is all about. Okay. We're, we're wrestling over, over the dollars that are being spent in a speculative fashion, almost predominantly. And so for me, the idea. Look, it, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but I, as an investor, find many of my favorite artists that I collect from a speculative sense to be so wildly undervalued. Okay, and Wombat being one of them here, um, that that you know, I'm I'm all on I'm all on board with what you just said uh, in that regard, like p- from the speculative side. And so, Wombat, walk me through if you can how you've you've lived your life from a curatorial uh, affectation right like how this has come at you and what you've seen in, in the curatorial process for the last 10 or 15 years um, and how that's playing out now because you know you're you're sort of in that same realm I think where you're very often uh, dismissed um in, in the curation process because of not coming up with the, the, the sort of sales volumes against some of your peers, your male peers, right? Where do we stand on that as you come into it now? Um, is there a change on the horizon? Is this, is this the sort of thing that, that puts you in a better uh, mood going forward or is this an uphill battle for you?
1: You mean, is this the thing as in the stuff of these, like recent event?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, is this is is when you look at the, this week, right? You look at this past seven days or whatever. Um, is that is, does it just dredge up again the, your you know things that uh, the curatorial process has left left out, or is it, or are you feeling that there's a breakdown coming? Is, I mean, what's going to happen here? This is a think, rough question, but I'd love to hear your take on
1: it. I I think that. Um... I think it's good news I don't think it's like groundbreaking and it's the end-all be-all but the more we see these little earthquakes happen the more it you know shows change Um, it's funny too because when you ask me the question like uh, about like my when you ask about my long history it gets so convoluted less with um, gender issues for me and more with like the fact that I made digital art at all (laughs) and that was what was not included in everything. So like at this point, it's like hard for me to parcel out when you go back far enough, what type of discrimination, you know, I might've been under. Um, Yeah, it gets gets confusing.
0: Well, walk us through any of those discriminations and how they're playing out today. And where, I mean, do you see yourself making more headway at this point is are we at a point where via via the crypto uh, art movement that you're you're moving in, at a quicker pace towards breaking free of some of those discriminations
1: oh yeah i i absolutely believe that it's just um it, it's just it takes repetition of surviving in the space you know and then exponential growth like with your art um this has been a big shakeout in the past year and it's really it's highlighting the remaining people i think that that's a huge function in all this too
0: you're saying it's saying a shakeout in in the crypto art market and who's surviving there is that what you're talking about
1: it shows who's serious like mm-hmm. um it's it really sucks to, infrastructure. In trash, I'm so glad that you threw out all those statistics earlier that you did about employment and, you know, basically like women have only been formally kind of sometimes employed for like a hundred years and all of that. It's all very relevant and I would have probably got around to it if you didn't do it. But like the truth is, is like, I guess there's been a history where people have thought like women are going to have be forced childbearers and have no resources left to do anything else with their life. And it's just like nothing... Nothing is like that modern day, you know, it's like an old habit to, um, to get rid of, you know, so it's, it's just so clearly uh, out of date at this point that I think any of these, these little earthquakes, like I was saying that like signify that and reiterate that
0: are good. Um, there's no doubt. I have, being the one who's used to being the guy everybody wants to talk to in the room when I go to LA, i very the power balance shifts to say the goddamn least. Um, <laughs> but because you both knew Patrick, and because you both know him in that LA sense, okay, am am I supposed to forgive him for not coming on last week because because he's he's doing the right thing? Is that what I'm hearing here? I want an answer for both of you. This is a true. This is a question. Am I supposed to forgive? I think.
2: I think. I mean, you have to. You have to find that forgiveness in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think.
0: I will say that to make you. (laughs) Well, first of all, Wombat. I want an answer. Am I supposed to forgive? Is Patrick? Is he doing the right thing?
1: Here's what you do you get him to come on here at a later date because I still want to hear this conversation between the two of you, whatever it ends up being, it's going to be gold, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, right now I'm left on unread. So I don't, know. I don't know. how that's going to go. I look, I will say this. I think Patrick um, by, by dropping out of that show, and by stepping away from it and, and telling people he was doing that, I think at the very least, and I agree with everything you said, Empress Trash. I think, I think, you know, I do, um, it's, it's an important thing. I'm glad it happened. Very glad it happened. But I think at the very least, he's going to come out of it having dodged the plan for this week's episode, which was going to be my absolute assassination of of, of Patrick Amadon, And now... <laughs>
2: You think it was all him just trying to cover
0: up? I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say, but perhaps <laughs> Patrick was running interference against my wrath, and as such, I saved all of the the. I, I I'm the one. I'm the catalyst. Can we just please recognize that three stepped up, and and brought Sotheby's to his knees?
1: <laughs> That's some fucking <laughs> chess maneuvering for sure. I'm just saying, sure, sure, I'm just saying, sure. can
0: we please recognize game where we have to go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Th- I think that's a yes. So I, I feel better. I'm, I did pick the right two ladies to have my first uh, podcast threesome. Do uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys there. Um, so thank you. <laughs> but no, Zing. seriously, it means a lot. I, I, I hit Empress up late this afternoon. And she's doing this on a whim uh wombat um only said she would come on if i could get Empress trash on so um, I, I, I appreciate I love both you.
2: like uh, I, I said anytime and, and
0: yeah anytime it's good it's good to have these little conversations and this is a big conversation sure. which i'm you know look at this light look at my look how pretty i look you're beautiful growing. Golden
2: podcast people can't hear see it, but you're
0: glowing right now. I could kind of this is I'm looking out of Manhattan across there and I've got the sun. Wow, amazing. Um, okay, guys. We'll let Kitch go so you can go (laughs) produce my other podcast. Uh I love all three of you. Kitch, you're the best in the business. Empress trash, you're fucking gold. And wombat, thank you for everything. See everybody next week. Thank you guys. Thank
1: you too. Ciao.